Welcome to the Authentic Deb Podcast. I'm Debbie, and I'm your host for All Things Authentic. This podcast exists to bring people just like yourself from all over the world to share our stories, laugh at ourselves, and encourage each other along the way. Get ready to laugh, cry, and be empowered, but most of all to be you, because being you is enough. Hi, this is Authentic Deb with another episode of the Authentic Deb podcast. And today's guest is Lori Holmes. I met Lori um, online. I got to love social media. And we're just going to jump right into it. Lori, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you're from, and we'll just go from there. Okay. Well, I am a transformative coach. And I've been doing that for the past six or seven years. I'd like to say I've been doing it for 40 years. But the coaching I was doing then was not like I wasn't going around saying I'm a coach. I am also a massage therapist, but I've been doing that for the last 36 years. And I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. So I've got a few private clients that I'm good with having, but I'm really moving into this whole arena of working with people and seeing them flourish and grow and transform and just see their authentic self and really awaken the genius inside of them so that they can have the life that they've always wanted to have, whether that be in business in their relationships, with their family members, their animals, <laughs> whatever, whatever works. I live in South Carolina. I have a question for you. You said transformative coach, at, you said for about six or seven years, and then, but really you've been doing it for about 40. What do you feel is the difference as far as why did you make the, deline- why did you delineate between the two, between what you were doing so many years before um, and what you're doing now. Is it is it a mindset shift for you? Is it an owning for you that you can say, hey, I'm a coach or what? Just kind of unpack that for me a little bit. Yeah. Well, so 41 years ago, I did something called the S training, which was um, probably at the beginning of the Enlightenment era back in the 70s. Kind of like the gurus that were being transformed on mountaintops were being transformed in hotel ballrooms under chandelier lighting with uh, leaders that would get up on stage and call you an asshole because you didn't know the difference between your ass and a hole in the ground. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. It was all about learning that we have created stories about ourselves from childhood on, really, and that we go around as if those stories are real. You know, like we go around thinking that means something about us. So instead of sharing authentically, and this is about authentically being yourself, you share the story instead. And that wasn't about being authentic at all. That was just about regurgitating whatever it is that you believed was true, that, you know, that you made up from the time you were little, you went around acting like that was you when that wasn't you at all. So Back then, a guy named Werner Erhard was the one that had discovered, you know, this is it, meaning this is we're living in the present moment. And I had moments of clarity where I would fall into the present moment. I had no idea how I got there. So Mm -hmm. I'd have moments when life was just flowing easy and 
I was real excited about it. And then I'd get right back into my head again and life would kind of take some topsy-turvy turns, you know, divorce and little kids and trying to keep myself out of bankruptcy and all these other things that happened in life. But even though they would call it coaching, because we did a lot of conversations with people to enroll them in the S training, it was a form of coaching. It was a form of sitting with someone and, and authentically listening to them. But it wasn't coaching in the sense that we were being paid for it. We did a lot of volunteering back then. Mm -hmm. And so in time, I kind of put that style of coaching off to the side and went on and you know, be a massage therapist for the last 36 years. And then in the 2010, I revisited the whole idea of becoming a coach and I went toward um, life coaching and then transitioned over to transformative coaching because it had that same feeling that I had when I did the um, enlightenment work you know, 40 years earlier. And I said, oh, this is familiar to me. I get this. It's an internal dialogue rather than an external. I was going to ask you, sorry, what the diff what you feel the difference is uh, between life coaching and transformative coach. So is that kind of where you're going with that as far as life coaching is external and transformative is internal? Yes. Yes, because life coaching is really about more about strategies and goals and tools that you would help people to live a better life. You know, one of the one of those strategies was called growth. And, you know, each letter represented a different part of right. how you would work with somebody. And so and yet um, all coaching really is life coaching in the sense that everybody is dealing with their lives on a daily basis. But Transformative coaching is spiritual. It's about the spiritual conversation that we are human beings having a human experience. I mean, spiritual beings having a human, a human experience. experience. Right. Yeah. And so it's an internal understanding of life works from the inside out rather than the outside in. Would you feel that uh, I know what I put on my website is like an intuitive mindset coach? Would you put that kind of in the same thing in terms of mindset transformative or do you see them? I'm just curious just as, as different, cause there are all sorts of coaches out there. Uh, there's a lot of things out there that just financially, I feel like some of the stuff is so expensive. I, I can't even imagine just the everyday person, you know, we could talk about money blocks and all that, but some of the stuff out there is so expensive. Yet I think that having somebody who's doing that inner work with you or that transformation type of work or, or mindset is so important because life coaching is only going to get you so far if you're just going down an acronym, unless exactly. you do, unless you do the inner work. Do you think trans, when you hear the word mindset coaching and transformative um, I think I know where you're going to go with this, but do you think they're two different things? And if so, um, how would you separate them? Yes, they're different because people have a different understanding of what mindset means and what transformative means. So if you if we use the analogy of a butterfly, that the caterpillar, when it's going around, doesn't know it's a butterfly yet until it gets into the cocoon. And it has to literally break down into this soup, this primordial soup that contains all the DNA of a butterfly for it to transform, for it to change into 
the form of a butterfly. So it completely transforms completely from one way of being to another because the, the, the caterpillar can't fly. And so when it comes out of that cocoon, and I didn't know this until I read up on it, but if you tried to open up a cocoon before the butterfly was ready, the butterfly would not fly because the wings have to get strong enough by batting against the side of the cocoon before it can get out of it, it has to have strong wings. And if you stop the process somewhere in between, it's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to fly. And that's true of birds and any other animal that has to break through something in order to come out. You can't stop the process somewhere in the middle. So transforming in, a, in an individual is kind of like that. It's like they're, the way that you were prior to the insight that caused the transformation was that you were seeing the world from the standpoint of like the earth is still flat. Now, it makes sense to you, given what everybody else is saying, that somebody tells you the earth is flat and you've got no evidence to the contrary. And you grew up in that time period, you would believe that the earth was flat. So you would do everything to prevent yourself from falling over the edge, especially if you were a seafaring captain. You would throw big anchors down and you would have people up in the... Um, what do you call those things up at the top where they would the lookout? Oh, yeah. You know? The crow's nest. Crow's nest, yes. And so that would be all because you believe that the earth was flat and that there were implications for that. But the earth was never flat. And so people have a, an understanding that think that the outside circumstances determine their feelings on the inside. If you say something to me, and you hurt my feelings, I believe that you have that power to hurt right. me. But if I now come from a transformative understanding of it, and it's all an inside-out game, it's a spiritual understanding of how the human psycho psychological system works, and it only works one way, then I know that there's no way that you could possibly hurt me, because it doesn't work from the outside in, it works from the inside out. Right. So what would be the difference between that and mindset, so so to speak? You know, I can't really speak to that because I'm not a mindset coach. I just know that there are probably a belief about how the mind works, maybe a mind. I, you know, I can't really. Oh, it's that. interesting because when I, when I did my website and stuff, I didn't, I think I used the word mindset, but I'm really thinking more along the thing of what you're saying is transformational, which is why I was asking. Yeah. There's so many, because yeah. when I think of it, I think about from the inside out. I think about mindset right. in terms of I want to help people see what they really are and what they're really capable of and change that mindset from, I like to use the phrase, a poverty mindset. Poverty mm -hmm. mindset is more than just, oh, I don't have enough money. A poverty mindset is... I'm not enough, you know, and my whole tagline is be you because you're, because being you is enough, you know, so I'm wanting to help them change their mindset from what the false beliefs they believe about themselves or believe about the world around them, or even the belief that other people can hurt them, you know, and get into the mindset of I can do anything. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying now. And you, when you, when you say it that way, what I've, discovered for myself is that change is internal it isn't something that you can program into yourself mm -hmm. 
That's true. It doesn't work that way. So I can watch, I'll use the analogy of losing weight. I can want to lose weight. You know, I can want to change the mindset for skinny, think skinny, eat the right thing, you'll lose weight. <laughs> yeah. It never works for me. No. Because the minute I see a cupcake, it's mine. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to knock other methods, methodologies that people have. I know back in the day, I saw all sorts of, you know, there's affirmations, which I do think affirmations are powerful because, but you have to believe them. See, I've always said the subconscious is king. So if you're trying to fake your way, if you're trying to force yourself into a belief that you don't really believe, like if you say an affirmation, but deep down you don't really believe it, your subconscious knows that. And it and, and our mind is um, self-serving mechanisms. Our mind is always trying to perform that which we're thinking about, even on a subconscious level. So for me to say an affirmation, I weigh 150 pounds, I weigh 150 pounds, I weigh 150 pounds, maybe that really does work for somebody. Um, but my brain is like, shut up. No, you don't. You know, so, but, you know, so I have to get more into the feeling of how I want to feel and how I want to, and then that helps me make better choices. And then with the transformational coaching, I would think with eating, then I'm going to get into those inner layers of maybe why I eat or why I eat emotionally or why this, I don't know. There's just so many different things out there. I do think it's, our words are powerful. But again, I always say the subconscious is king. So I, I think in my journey, I've worked more on what is it about my mindset? Because that's the word I'm used to. Uh, what is it that doesn't serve me? Like when you and I were talking the other night about how our body holds on to emotions, physically holds on to emotions and this and that, or holds on to events, things that happened, how we can get triggered. And so I'm always looking for myself to like, okay, what doesn't serve me anymore? Uh, what is the truth? What is my truth? Like you said, and, and kind of go from there and I can build an affirmation around that. But if I'm building, if I'm trying to change my mind or my inner work by something I really don't believe, then I might have a little success, but nothing lasting. Well, I like to use, I like to talk about the word belief for a minute too, because I think that belief is a, is a very controversial word today. Yeah. <laughs> Because if you're talking to a religious person and you say beliefs are all made up, they go crazy with that, right? My brother was a scientist and I wanted to ask him something that might have had God or something in the conversation. And he was all about scientists don't believe. You know, he was really strong about that because beliefs have to be proven. And if it's something that's invisible, you can't prove it. So therefore, it doesn't exist. I see you laughing. I know, but that's true, right? No, so I know, because I would love to talk to scientists like that. I would probably drive them crazy. Right. Not because I'm being so a I, religious fanatic, but science is also belief. Everything is based on faith. You believe something is true. Belief yeah. is made up. That's the point that yeah. I'm getting to, you know. We, we're making up what we understand. <laughs> making it up as we go. <laughs> as, yes, we are, actually. And so in the conversation around beliefs, and I have a whole Facebook page called Dropping the Self-Limiting Beliefs uh -huh. from a Three Principles perspective, because it's really asking us, where do those beliefs actually come from? Come from? You know, if it's something somebody told you, it's something that you grew up 
because your mom said this is how it is, whether it is or it isn't. And so today, I kind of, when I work with people, I really go, let's talk about facts. Let's talk about what we know to be true. I'm not, I'm putting religion kind of off to the side in this conversation. I'm just talking about the reality that we live in. So for us to be authentic, to me, authenticness really has to do with what's true. And if something is true, like the earth was always not flat, we might disagree on what shape it actually is. But whatever it was, it wasn't flat, right? Right. So that always existed until man discovered that it was always spherical or ovoid or right. whatever the word is. They had to have a belief about it. Mm-hmm. And they had to have proof up to a certain point. They never went past a certain point because that would disprove that belief. Really that sucked had. for Galileo, didn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's how we kind of evolved. Some of the beliefs kind of became a non-issue once we proved that there were germs and once we proved that the earth was no longer flat and that you couldn't get ill because of smells and you know all these things right. were made up just didn't know. And once they knew, once there was a factual proof of something, they could no longer use the other argument because it no longer held water. Yeah. And it still comes down to belief. You know, it, it, I'm not talking religious either, just what we believe. You can see it all over the world, all over the news, all over Facebook, all over any social media beliefs and what we base those beliefs on are so wild and so varied and what makes complete sense to me might be completely just you might look at me with like how can Debbie think that you know and and so mm-hmm. a lot of that inner work has to just come and being authentic with yourself and right but I can right. see now a little bit about where you're going from transformation from between that and mindset so let me ask you a question because we're getting up close here and we'll, we'll have more conversations. I want to know who was the name of your first kiss? This is our hot seat question round. <laughs> oh gosh. This is the hot seat question. I forgot all to right. talk about that at the start of the podcast. I ask all my guests three either serious or crazy questions, and then they get to ask me one. And I never tell them ahead of time what it is I'm going to ask them. All right. Well, I confess that my okay. first kiss came from my cousin, my boy cousin. A little incestuous there. Okay. But... <laughs> ha- I didn't ha- say what kind of kiss. You just... You weren't I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't ask if it... Head. I didn't ask if it was full on tongue, but I was thinking... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking with your lips. Oh, okay. Well, it's still my cousin. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. We're kissed, uh, kissed two other girls the same day. I, I was going to make a joke about what state you might be from, but I'm not going to because I don't want to offend my my uh, people that might be in that state. Next question. What is the dumbest thing that you have done? Oh my God. Just dumbass. What is dumbass mean unconsciously did or dumbass because you actually knew you did it and did it anyway? Dumbass, stupid, you knew you were doing it. I got lots of. <laughs> Why well, do too? It's just which one to choose. I don't know. This is the Authentic Dead podcast. What do you what do you want to share? You might attract you some kissing my cousin was bad enough. How um, old were you when you kissed your cousin? Nine. Oh my God. I should have put an age on it, but okay, whatever. What's the dumbest thing you've done? You said first. I know I did. 
Um, dumbest, dumbest, dumbest. Uh, all right. I don't know if I can think of the dumbest, but I'll tell you one of the things that I okay. did one time that resulted in what could look like the dumbest. Okay. So, because I'm blank on that for the moment, probably because I don't want to share it. <laughs> um, but this one's equally funny. So I was, this was a couple of years ago, back when I lived in Alabama. So that could kind of give you a clue. And I had gone on a date and we went to this flip, uh, flea market uh, that was several hours away from where we lived. And when I got there, I had to go to the bathroom. And so I went to the bathroom and I came out and we're walking down the street and we walked, it was pretty far away from where the flea market was. So by the time we're now round people, he kind of looks behind me and he goes, do you know you've been trailing toilet paper out the back of your pants? <laughs> he had to wait that long to figure it out. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not sure which one of us was dumb, but I had to run back to the bathroom. And that's pretty, that. that's, I should have thought it was the most embarrassing thing. And <laughs> that would have worked for that. That would have worked for that. And let's see, when you were a kid, did you ever dine and ditch? Since I don't know what it means, tell me. Oh, dine and ditch is like where you go to Denny's and eat and then you book out the door and don't pay. Dine and dash. Never done that to my recollection. Okay. Well, aren't you holy? Okay. So, <laughs> well, okay. So you get to ask my recollection. <laughs> yeah. You get to ask me anything you want. I've done it now because of senior moments. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like the other day. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Like I'll tell the readers this. Yeah. One. Tell your, so tell our I listeners. Was, I was getting a, a hamburger after I had gone to a movie. But anyway, so she comes and gives me the bill. It was like $7.87, something like that. And so I'm looking in my purse and I said, okay, I'm going to put a $2 tip on there. And I put the $2 down and I said, give it to her. And she says, uh, do you need change? And I said, no, you can have all of it. And that about five minutes later, she comes back and she says, you do realize this is enough to pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought if you could get away with it, huh? Well, I had completely forgotten to add the rest of it. That's funny. So that's that's definitely a senior moment. Well, what I'm do you want? You get to ask me any any question you want now before we wrap up. Have you ever been pregnant? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a 32-year-old son, Benjamin. I thought you knew that. I may have, but I thought I'd ask anyway. <laughs> that was a boring question, but that's okay. Oh, I'll give you, you one more. I'm going to give you one one bonus round question. <laughs> um, okay. Have you ever seen a ghost? Have I ever seen a ghost? I have to think about it because you mean with my eyes or with my spiritual eyes? I know that you've seen it with your spiritual eyes. I'm just wondering if you've ever encountered the paranormal. I have encountered the paranormal. I've definitely seen a demon, like with my eyes open, couldn't move, stuck in my bed when I was in college. Feel a you lot seen of stuff. Him. You see, you saw him or you felt him? Oh no, I I I saw him. He's up in the corner of my room, and I was in my bed, wide awake, couldn't move. That's just for another conversation. But um, as far as a ghost, when you say ghost, do you mean like? Paranormal in the sense that you believe ghosts are our dearly departed that are stuck here? Are you coming from that belief system? Because there's so many belief systems. This is so true. That's a good point. 
I have seen paranormal things. I feel things more than I see them. A lot of times I can sense something, like I can sense something good or bad in a certain area of the room. Uh, a lot of times if I've seen something good, an angel or something like that, I'll get a sense for what they look like and, and how tall they are and how they're dressed and, and where they're standing or moving. Um, but there's more of like an inner vision, although I have seen blips and pieces like one time we were doing a worship night here and I looked up and this whole white angel wing just went voom right across the hallway and just had my head do a double take, you know, then that was with my eyes open. But I've definitely, probably with things that are malevolent, I have seen some stuff, but I'll definitely sense it. And as far as a ghost, like somebody, if we look from the, the passage of thinking about somebody who is lived and gone in my dreams yes and very very real but in in somebody's house or my own house with my eyes open no okay so but that should be another podcast that'd be an interesting podcast ghost paranormal i'm gonna have all sorts of different i've had many i'm gonna have all sorts of different types of podcasts so Lori, that was fun I hope you had as much fun with this as I did. I did. I did. I think we've got all sorts of stuff to to continue the conversation about transformational, transformative. Maybe I'm more of a transformative person. I don't know. Um, I think I'm a a little bit of a Heinz 57. But again, this is the Authentic Dev podcast. We're going to laugh, cry, challenge each other and do whatever. Tell us a minute about what you what you do. In terms of, of websites, businesses, and I'll also make sure all of that is in the show notes so that people can get a, get a hold of you. Live life without limitsnow.com. I run Wisdom Keepers and Powerful Women's Gatherings online. And I'm working with Anka Herman in Leap into Possibility Now, where we work with uh, women right now with women hopefully later on with men and women uh, on creating the business that they've always wanted and staying in momentum and ditching the doubts and getting results. So that's awesome. Well, I have all that in the show notes. Um, And if you need a website built, see me, I know that you can contact Lori at Lori at lifewithoutlimitsnow.com. Again, check out the show notes and we'll have all that information for you to connect one-on-one with Lori. Lori, I've really enjoyed it. I know I will have you back with more questions that take you by surprise. Um, And just thanks so much for being a guest today. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Authentic Deb podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and connect with me at AuthenticDeb.com. There you can book a session with me and request to be a guest on the show. So until next time, this is Authentic Deb signing out. And remember, be you because being you is enough.